Hello, I hope you're having a good week so far. Welcome back to my Built to Thrive podcast. So far this week, we've been exploring inflammation and what kinds of things that we can all do in our daily lives to stop our bodies being overtaken by it and reduce the risk of getting sick in the future. And in today's episode, I want to look at foods and the role that it can play in our immune health. Now, instead of starting on what we might want to eat, I want to start off by mentioning something that you might have already heard me talk about in the past, and that's time-restricted eating. This is something that my friend and fellow medical doctor, Dr. Roger Schwelt, also championed. He cites lots of solid research which shows that just limiting the hours in our day when we eat can drastically improve our health. It's a real game changer because you're not really focusing on what you eat. Of course, that can have huge benefits and we're going to get to that. But this instead is putting your focus on when you eat. And this is something I've been utilizing with my patients, I think, for about seven or eight years, and I've seen some quite incredible results. The reason this can work so well is because our bodies are not designed to digest food all the time. In fact, it's very energy-consuming for the body, and it takes up a lot of resources. And these days, because of our modern lives, and because of the easy access to food, many of us are eating from the minute we wake up in the morning to last thing at night. So what we really need to do is regularly give our body a break from digesting food so that it can focus on other important things like your immune system. Now, as Dr. Schwelt says, there are certain times of day when your body is taking out the rubbish. And if you're trying to do something else when it wants to do that, it won't do it properly. He says that we should allow our bodies to be in what he calls an unfed state for longer than we're used to. Now, there's really a growing amount of research now that is showing that having a restricted time of day when you don't eat can transform your body in terms of levels of inflammation, but it can also help reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, strokes, and many other conditions. Let's take type 2 diabetes as an example. Dr. Schwartz cites a recent randomized trial involving type 2 diabetics where one group ate as much as they wanted at any time of the day, and the other group ate as much as they wanted, but for only 10 hours a day. What researchers found was that there was a 20% drop in average blood sugar levels in that second group, that group who only ate for 10 hours a day after just 12 weeks, which is more than medications could do alone. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And what I found in my practice is that Time-restricted eating can help people improve their sleep quality. It can also improve their digestion and help reduce symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome. Now, here's the thing. What should you do with that information? I think a really good place to start for people is to have a 12-hour window in every 24 hours where they're not eating. Pretty much all of us can manage that. And if you're unable to manage that at the moment, it's probably worth speaking to someone, a healthcare professional or other experts who might be able to help you figure out why you're currently not able to do that. Now, just to be really clear, that would mean, for example, that you have all the food you're going to eat, let's say between 8am and 8pm, or 7am and 7pm, whatever's going to work for you. I think 12 hours is a really good place to start, and most people can very quickly move down to 10 hours and often get even more benefits there. 
Again, a note of caution, if you do have type 2 diabetes, if you want insulin, or if you're taking any blood sugar lowering medication, it's probably worth discussing this with your healthcare professional before you get started. So as well as when we eat, it's of course important to consider what we eat because certain foods are gonna to contribute to the inflammation levels in your body. And of course, we have covered this in previous episodes of the podcast. To make this simple, because I think there's a lot of confusing information around which diet is best. Is a Mediterranean diet better than a low carb diet, better than a vegan diet? And often I think we end up focusing on the wrong things. What are the differences between all of these so-called different diets, rather than focusing on the common principles that underlie all of the good ones. And the number one common principle to all diets that help support our physical health and our mental health is that they focus on minimally processed foods. That's the big problem these days. For many of us, most of our diet these days comprises of highly processed or what we call ultra-processed foods. These are foods that are very far away from their natural form. Now, you don't need to overly worry about this, but just think about your own diet. How many foods do you eat that actually are pretty close to their form in nature? Right? And I want to be inclusive to everyone. So I don't really push people towards one kind of diet. I understand everyone's got a different lifestyle. They have different ethical beliefs in terms of what they should or shouldn't be eating. So this is the one underlying principle that I recommend to everyone. And of course, to eat minimally processed foods, you generally have to be able to cook a little bit. And cooking is fast becoming a lost art, unfortunately. So if you feel you struggle with that, I'd really encourage you to have a think about, you know, are there two or three simple meals that you can learn to make within 15 or 20 minutes? It's really not as hard as you might think. And if you're not sure where to start, you know, YouTube or recipe books can often be a really good place. Now, in terms of specific foods, I just want to draw your attention to two of them, berries and turmeric. Okay, why are berries so good? You know, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. Well, research has shown they all have anti-inflammatory effects on the body. So perhaps when you need a snack, and maybe you're used to snacking on, I don't know, crisps or biscuits mid-afternoon, how would it feel for you if instead of that, you ate a punnet of berries? Would it be tasty? Would you enjoy it? Your immune system would absolutely enjoy it much more than that packet of crisps or biscuits. So perhaps that's something that you can think about bringing into your life. Another great anti-inflammatory you might want to try adding in is turmeric. Now it's widely used around the world, both in food and as a supplement with very good reason. In fact, you know, I'm from an Indian family. Most of the food that my mum used to make me growing up contained turmeric. You know, in India, they've been talking about the medicinal benefits of turmeric for many years. And if you do enjoy Indian curries, you will find that pretty much all of them have turmeric added to them. Turmeric gives it that yellow color, it's anti-inflammatory, and it also helps your immune system. So I hope you found today's episode enjoyable, interesting, and hopefully helpful. I'll be back tomorrow when I'm going to be talking through my final tip this week to help you reduce inflammation, and that's getting a good night's sleep. I'll see you then.